Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Continuing our conversation, great conversation with Aaron J. Anderson, Director of Photography. So let's join back in, learn some things about cameras, lighting, photography, and really the art of photography. Mm-hmm. I love the sound of that. Talk about your, your start as a photographer. And, again, and at some point, I want to ask you, how does one develop an eye for photography? I'll, I'll let you take either one of those, your start and the eye of photography, in whatever order you want. Yeah, we'll start about the start of it because that came first and then the I came later. So I was 14, living in Ohio. My mom got transferred to California, so she moved us out there, Southern California, Loma Linda, on the border of Loma Linda and San Bernardino, uh, Grand Terrace area. And I was there 14, you know, left all my friends behind. That was really rough for me. New place, didn't know what to do. It was in the summer, no school. So I had a couple options uh, to do. I, there are beautiful hills around there. So I said, you know, I think I want to get a mountain bike. So I got a mountain bike, started mountain biking all over the beautiful hills of California. And uh, when school started, I found out, wow, this is a really, really rough place. I mean, literally rough. You know, I was a minority. And so I started taking martial arts and got really heavy into the martial arts thing. But I still like mountain biking and I still love nature. So as I'm doing those two things, mountain biking, I said, you know what? This place is beautiful. I would like to take photographs. So I went and searched for, uh, in Redlands, California, at an old camera store that's not there, left a long time ago, and, and searched for a camera. And back then, there was no internet, no YouTube. There was only libraries and bookstores. So, you know, what do you do? Well, you go into the camera store and you say, hey, I, you know, I want to do photography. And they ask you, what, are, what do you want to photograph? So, well, I mountain bike and I want something that I can go out and photograph the mountains and whatever I see on the path, basically. And so they suggested me a Minolta uh, film camera. It was all film back then. And I bought that. So I bought that and probably like two kit lenses that come with it, kind of like two zoom type lenses. And I, so I started taking some photos and it's like, okay, why is it all white? I don't understand why it's all white. So I, turned the knob and said, oh, it says auto. I think it said auto back then or something. I don't know what it said on the film, but it said something where it kind of did it for you. And I took a photo and said, okay, now that looks better, but uh, why, you know, I couldn't understand why things weren't doing what they were doing. Like, why is that in focus and not that? Why is this, you know, duck like b- black and the background bright? I just didn't know. So I was really intrigued. Like, okay, I want to learn how to, how to work this thing. So I went to the bookstore and started looking up uh, photography. Uh, not not gear, just how to photograph. So that's how I started into photography. Started going to bookstores, then I led on to libraries. When I was growing up, there was a t- a movie, a TV show called Movie Magic, and I fell in love with Star Wars. And Movie Magic would show you how they did behind the scenes of popular movies of the time. And Star Wars was always one of those uh, special effects type of movies. So I always, I was always into film movies special effects. But, you know, when I was 14, I'm 45 now, you could never even complete, uh, I could never afford a film camera, nor could I film, uh, I mean, computers weren't even a thing yet uh, in your house. Well, maybe like old computers, but 
not like these editing softwares you got now. So that was all untouchable. So I was stuck with the uh, photography camera. So I learned the craft of photography that way. Uh, then I got over the years, um, digital came out. So I got a camcorder, a cheap camcorder, and I got my first digital camera because I was you know, sick of doing the film thing. And I got a Nikon D40, which my first digital camera. Played around with that, got into music, playing guitar. So, you know, uh, video, doing video skits with camcorder and photography kind of went on the back shelf and kept pursuing martial arts and the, uh, the guitar thing. And then it wasn't until just 12 years ago, I got married in California. 12 years ago, I moved to here to Puerto Rico. And that's when I told you guys, and I won't go into it, where the pastor asked, does anybody know how to work cameras? I said, I do. Got the camera, learned how to use it. And after filming the sermons, someone said, it would be nice if we could do a Christian short film. Aaron, how about it? I go, sure, but I'm going to need something. I'm going to need a boom mic and a few little lighting uh, setups. I already knew photography, so I already knew how to light a scene dramatically and all this stuff. So I did a short film. It was only five minutes long, and I was so nervous playing it. The, I think it took like two weeks to make or something like that. And then on the third week, they showed it on Sunday. I was so nervous, and I was just like, biting my nails like how's people going to perceive this thing is it is it complete garbage or what and I mean everybody exploded they loved it like wow you know so that's how I got started uh you know right up to the point of like okay I think I've got something here so that's how I got started and now I'm going to take you to before we go further I'll take you to um what was that question on how how I got the eye for it how did you develop an eye for photography for, for uh, this yeah this is the question because people ask me that a lot. And uh, how do I say this nicely? I think you really have to be born with it. It's a talent that I can't describe because I can pick up any camera. I mean, go, to, go to my YouTube channel. You see I've switched cameras so many times just trying to find that perfect camera, which I, I shouldn't have done. Like I said, I, I fell into that whole thing. And no matter what I have, I can just get it, you know, and I can get it quick. You could send me into any location and, and I can just get it. And something, I didn't learn that. I didn't, now there's, you know, compositional rules, um, you know, the rule of thirds and uh, leading lines. I mean, there's all that stuff that you can learn, but I know a lot of photographers who, who do it professionally, who have did it for years but something just looks a little bit cheesy about their imaging and something looks a little cheesy about their video. Something just doesn't, I know what it is, but people say, Hey, there's just a cheesiness and it's because they don't have the eye. They have the technical skill, skin tones are spot on. Uh, they know their color assigned. They know everything, but just, it looks cheesy. It's because they just don't have that artistic eye. They know the rule of thirds. So it's hard to explain. And I don't know if, if anybody can understand what I'm saying, but there's just a cheese factor to some of the stuff. And that leads into, uh, I do graphic design, motion graphics and stuff like that, animation-y type stuff. And I see, oh, that looks a little cheesy because they just don't have the eye for compositional uh, or space awareness, um, how things should be uh, within like a 3D space. You got your foreground, midground, and background. They don't know, they just don't, they don't feel it in their eye where those things should belong. And I think you have to be born with it. I think you can be taught it with those rules I'm talking about, but there's always that cheese factor. I know someone from Florida who just started photography. He found me through my YouTube channel and started messaging me stuff. And he just has the eye. I mean, he shows me stuff like, what are you, did you really just start? He said, yeah. And 
he, I would always make him blush and stuff because he's like so good because he didn't know technical stuff, but he, he just had the eye for yes, that compositional thing. And, you can, and he never read any books. You can, you can figure out the technical stuff later, but if you've got the form down of how to position and, and frame That's things, and objects, subjects, landscapes, and you, you've already got that, the rest of stuff is easy to learn. It's the developing the eye. That's hard. It's hard, and you can only do it through practice, but still, and this is the hard thing, is you either, you either were born, hey, I cannot paint a painting for the life of me. I just can't. Even though I went through four years of, of art school, uh, art uh, classes in high school, I can't paint worth a darn, but my friend can paint, he can paint you, Craig, and you'd be looking like you're looking in the mirror, and I can't, because I just, as hard as I tried, I just couldn't do it. Even though I know all those skills and I have all the paint for it, I just couldn't do it. And that's the same with photography. As, but you never, I don't want to, you know, put people uh, like, oh, well, then I'll never start. No, you got to start because you don't know if you if you got it or not. So definitely start. You can still make a living and make money uh, doing it. Mm -hmm. But some people just have that that ability to get that. I mean, everybody, when I go to places and take photography, they're just dumbfounded that I have one camera, one lens, whether that's a prime or a zoom. And, you know, usually amateurs are like, how in the heck did you get that? I mean, that looks amazing. I could never... And people are like, man, he's at the right place at the right time. I, it's just, it's just a craft that you develop, but you also have to be born with it. So, yeah, I am. Yeah. There's uh, a colleague of mine in Minneapolis named Alan Lloyd. Is his name? He's a lighting cameraman. You don't hear that term as much as you used to back in the day. Lighting cameraman. I like that term. I really do. Mm -hmm. It's gone. It's gone out of vogue a little bit. And he said, yeah, when he teaches photography to young. Uh, up-and-coming uh, DPs, camera operators, and, and such. He says, if you want to know how to light a scene, a, a person, a still life, a landscape, go down to the bookstore, if you, if you can find a bookstore these days, yeah, and, um, and get a big coffee table book of the Renaissance painters, the, Rem was, mm -hmm. the Vermeers, and buy that book, and then just start going through page by page of everything from still life to uh, a, a housewife sitting at a table with her chin on her, uh, you know, on her hand. Look where, look where the light is. Look where um, the what the composition of the framing is. Maybe there's a little something in the background that's supporting cast that catches your eye. And if you will look at uh, books like that on the great range you know, of the Dutch masters, the Flemish uh, painters you will learn so much about composition and lighting. And, and he says, it's okay to borrow from that all you want. It really is because those okay. guys hundreds of years ago were doing it and you can learn from them. Well, I think you'd agree with that. And it's funny you say that because my, my mind's full of stuff and I, I skip things. My first, one of my first five videos on my new Aaron J. Anderson photographer uh, YouTube channel is going to be exactly what you just said. When I was young, I looked at paintings. I don't know. I don't think that was just a, a, a vision from God to say that. I probably read it somewhere to do that because I just, I mean, I, I just can't imagine me thinking that. So I'm sure someone like your friend told you that. I did that and I looked at the painters. Remember, this was in film days and it was hard in there because you know, you got to translate that like in camera, you know, you got to get it in camera. Now you can manipulate all kinds of stuff. You can add lighting and stuff in, in digital processing. So 
you know, I said, okay, I got to get this to look right. How do I do it? And paintings was one of the things that I looked for, just like you said, at a bookstore. And I just looked at the masters back then because I always remembered, um, you know, when you, when, when someone says paintings, I automatically just think of paintings and they always have these um, Rembrandt type painting, you know, Rembrandt, this type of Rembrandt type uh, uh, lighting effects going on. And I always just think of lighting really when I think of paintings and I did that. And I'm going to make a video on that. Absolutely. Because today, a lot of the YouTube, big YouTube uh, channels, they, what they do now is they'll use a flash and they'll get, you know, they'll kind of get into it, but it's, it, they, there's so much more than just putting, and I'm a, I'm a big time, like, uh, uh, natural light photographer, just like the painters were. They didn't have any lights back then. They just positioned people. So I think if you learn the painters, learn how to get that naturally, then get into flash and then you can create that when there isn't that. So painting, you just nailed it, man. Look at the old painters uh, in the book. Now you can go on the internet, I guess, and look up, uh, look up Rembrandt and you can just look at all his paintings or whoever. And man, just like you said, copy that. It's just light. I mean, and they're using it how they should. So it's not really copying anything and copy what they're doing. And then of course, add your own flair and your own clothing and your models and your situations. And yeah, yeah, use now they didn't have different lenses. So they're all looking basically through, uh, well, the human eyes, like a 42 millimeter ish type of compression to the image. So they're most of their stuff is going to be like that because I don't think any of them ever looked through a lens to get, to get their, uh, their ideas across but now you have lenses to really change the composition but still have that master lighting on your scene really really enjoying our time with Aaron J Anderson and we will continue the conversation in the next episode and we'll learn a whole lot more join us you've been listening to the six ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D Forrest brought to you by matchstick media international dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.